As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome back to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today, I am joined by Dirk Marshall, the host of the VHS Podcast. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you take a minute and tell everyone what your show's about? So VHS, uh, basically, like I grew up in a video store. My, my father owned one, so I literally was raised in one. And I didn't think that was really special until a friend gave me a book of VHS cover art. Uh, Thomas Hodges book, which is amazing. The dude designs, I think is his Instagram. And it just, I had this emotional response. And so I knew I wanted to talk about movies and champion films, not be tearing them down. And uh, to do so, I decided I want to talk to people that have the professions portrayed in the films. So if it's a dentist, we could do the movie, The Dentist yep. or, uh, you Fun know, <laughs> yeah, other ones we've done, uh, Vibes, you know, the, the movie about City Lopper being psychic, uh, and I had a psychic on, and so we talk about what it's like to actually be, uh, you know, to have that profession, to live that life, but also we talk about a wonderful film at the same time. Awesome. I do. I am not familiar with the film Vibes, actually. So that's holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got Cindy Lopper. You got Jeff Goldblum, and you got uh, Peter Falk, all in a movie. Wow. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum and. And Cindy Lauper have psychic abilities and they go on this sort of Indiana Jones type adventure. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that out. That does sound pretty good. It's really fun. Well, you picked a movie that I just recently heard about for the first time on a different podcast and I've been wanting to see, but I hadn't made the time for it. So that's one of the good things about this. I'll make the time for movies. This is an early Viggo Mortensen performance from 1990. Yeah. The yeah. reflecting skin. Sometimes terrible things happen quite naturally. Look at its skin. Yeah. Quick, she's coming. Scarecrow, son? No. I was hoping you were. We'll be seeing you. Would you like that? Every time you make your ma cry, you kill an angel. I make my ma cry all the time. Sometimes I just look at her and she cries. Any vampires around these parts, Pa? Wouldn't be at all surprised. Skin got all silver. 
shiny. It's like a mirror. You can see your face in it. When did you first see this film? So I saw it when it came out on video. So on VHS, uh, my father's video store had the copy. I'm holding the copy up right now for people that are listening. Uh, I have the actual VHS. I now have the new Blu-ray, which is beautiful, by the way. Um, and I, you know, it's a real blessing to have it because since 1990, it was trapped on VHS and you didn't have bonus features then. So I had all these questions and all these things, but, but Philip Ridley, the director, didn't do a large amount of work. Um, Passion of Darkly Noon with Brendan Fraser, I think was his next film. And that was pretty much it. Um, so it's not like people were doing interviews with him where I could find out these wonderful facts and things that are now wonderfully uh, included in the Blu-ray. Oh, okay. So it does have a good amount of special features. That's nice. That's nice. It does. It, I mean, there's amazing stuff. You've watched the film now, right? Right. Yeah. So you know that one of the things in the film that's so sort of eye-catching is the beautiful hills of golden wheat that surround these these people's homes. I mean, it's everywhere. I think uh, I read they, that it's painted. It is. It I is read painted. that. I read yeah. that about it. I did read that. that so they had to go around paint. meticulously paint all this wheat so that, I mean, I love that stuff in movies. I, it just, you know. It makes the experience so much richer knowing how painstakingly they went through and couldn't color correct then. So it's just like, it's actually painted. Right. So how long do you think before you realized like this was your favorite movie? Cause like you even just told me a story about someone asked your favorite movie and you just hand it to them. Like, this is it. You got to watch it. No reason not to, cause I'm giving it to you. I'm letting you borrow yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like a lot of us, you have like so many movies that you love and uh, you know, you like to revisit and for me, because I literally could just pull a movie, any movie off a shelf and put it on, I didn't realize how much this movie meant to me because I always had it around. I knew that I liked it. I knew that I loved it. I appreciated it. I loved the performances. I think the first time I knew that it was going to be at least top three was my favorite band is an experimental band called Coil from the UK. And they put out an album called Stolen and Contaminated Songs. And on one of their songs called Umlagus Garfungaloops is the sample of the lady saying, have you been exploding frogs again? <laughs> now to have your favorite band sample a movie that you love so much, it right. feels like you're in on some, some inside joke in a way. And so right at that moment, I was like, okay, they like the same thing that I like and they're very weird <laughs> and strange. And uh, so I was like, okay, this is, this is totally my thing. And then I think... Um, Meeting people that liked David Lynch, for instance, and then being able to say, oh, you should watch The Reflecting Skin. And they're like, oh, did Lynch make it? And you're like, no, but it could exist in one of his worlds easily. And then have, having those people then accept it was, was a great thing over the years. Okay, yeah, that, that is awesome. So one thing I, I like to do is I'll, I'm giving an introduction because I want people to see movies that they haven't seen before. Therefore, I don't go into too spoilery a content. Sure, Absolutely. But sometimes I don't want to tell exactly what this movie is about because it was kind of sold to me as a vampire movie that's not a vampire movie. 
And I don't want to go into why it's that, you know, sure, in here. Sure. I want people to actually watch the film because it is worth watching. I'll say that right away. But let's say we go back to the early 90s. This kind of wraps it up. So this is going to be difficult. But let's say you got a sequel. What would you have wanted to see in a sequel with this? Oh, in the sequel? Well, so this film, one of the things I really like about this film is that it's not really concrete. There's concepts introduced and it's open for discussion. For instance, the scene where there's the three photos that Seth Dove is moving around on a table. You're like, is this where the title of the movie came from? Why is he reversing the order of these pictures? And it's not explained to you. And I love to live in sort of that realm of like where you can have conversations. It's what I appreciate about like Lynch films is like being like, does this mean something? What could this mean? Um, right. and, and that very much exists within this movie. So I think I would like to see Seth Dove grown up maybe taking over the family business of the gas station in the middle of nowhere and maybe a new bunch of kids because this this is a tale that's a loss of innocence so a new bunch of kids sort of going through those motions through different activities and discoveries and understanding sort of what the concept of death is and loss and you know what it means to grow up and to collect scars and memories and complications and you know abuse or whatnot and then sort of rectifying that or reflecting that if you will. <laughs> there you go all right that sounds pretty good so now we get into territory i know a lot of people don't like the dreaded remake oh if you were to remake this film sure you cast at least in some of the key roles okay so vigo is still in it but he's the dad now okay i think that's that that'd be a nice little homage to payback that'd be good right yeah uh as far as seth of i i don't watch a lot of Disney shows or shows where there's little kids. So I don't know. That would be a difficult one for me to cast. I agree. The kids are always difficult, especially when they're kids that, you know, I, I don't know if he ever did anything else. I didn't look him up, I but I don't reckon. I didn't recognize him. I know that. Yeah. Well, and I like that. So I would want like a new face. I, I yeah. I think that's there. important to the role as well. I agree with that. Yeah. Cause you could have like, it's okay if Vigo, you know what? Instead of Vigo being the dad, maybe Vigo be the cop. Oh, okay. Because I love the cop in this movie. It's one of the things that when I got the Blu-ray and I put it on just to see, you know, and I, of course, ended up watching the whole thing, even though I was just going <laughs> to check it out. Um, but I've lived in this movie so much that, like, I was mouthing every line of dialogue. I mean, every word. This movie, I would just put on in the background and just draw or yep. do whatever. I mean, it would just, it just played on loop, like some people do with, like, um, I almost said Cool Runnings. I don't think people do that with Cool Runnings, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> but like a Will Smith movie or something, right? Uh, you know, where you're just like, this is my cozy little, and it's, I get it. It's weird that this is my cozy little movie, but the, there's a cop in this film for people that haven't seen it yet, who's an amazing character and he has a glass eye and he has this speech about how he lost the eye and I won't tell you what it is, but when he reveals what it is, <laughs> it's just one of my favorite things. Cause you're just like, that's the biggest problem they ever had in this town up until you know what happens in the film so right yeah it's uh I, I would make the i would make vigo that that cop i think he could do some really memorable moments and then the dad maybe william h macy oh okay and then dolphin blue i would go with daryl hannah yeah okay so i'm gonna say this when i was watching it yeah. as soon as i saw this woman i actually my mind just jumped without even trying to think about it because i don't try to think about this but sure my mind jumped to kate blanchett Oh, that would be excellent. I would really like to see that. And plus... Yeah, Lindsay Duncan is uh, is who plays Dolphin Blue. And she's she's phenomenal. She's also in um, Body Parts. 
If you've seen Body Parts, I have not it. seen Body Parts. Oh, you gotta see I know, Body Parts. I know it's. And it's then you that. should. You got to listen to the VHS episode because the guy that I had on, he works in surgery, uh, like taking people's hip bones out of the socket and putting them back in and stuff like that. So his his conversation is more gruesome than the horror movie, if you will. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I, yeah. Stuff like that. It's always more gruesome in the real world. Yeah. People are like I can't I can't watch a horror movie. I'm like, I can watch a horror movie. I don't want to see it in real life. That's what I, right. I can't handle. I couldn't well, work yeah. in an ER. <laughs> That's yeah. And that's something that I've, I've learned from the podcast is I love speaking to people in different professions because their normal is so strange to outsiders. You, right. I mean, you would notice with your profession, the things that you go through that's so mundane to you is utterly fascinating to other people because that's not their realm. And when you have somebody in a different profession, like say uh, a sex worker I've had on and they're talking casually about their day and you're just like, whoa, what? And, you know, but they're like, <laughs> this is what I do. So it's like, you know, very mundane. It's a, it can blow my mind. All right. So I, w- I want you to make a final pitch for someone that's not sold on this movie yet. Try to sell it to them the best you can. Like, well, if they like what this, you'll like this movie. Sure. Okay. Well, I already said if you like early Lynch stuff, right. like Blue Velvet, things like that. I mean, even the front of the box, Roger Ebert says, it reminded me of Blue Velvet and other works of David Lynch, but I think it's better. I mean, there you go. I think I think it's it's Lynchian in a way. I think it's a little bit more grounded. Uh, if you like films where you can have a discussion afterwards about all the different possibilities, uh, it has an ending, so it's not like you're left with right. like how weird and obtuse it is. For me, I love movies that are tales of loss of innocence. I think it's a very vulnerable time in life when you realize, like, I mean, that death can happen and there can be loss and things like that. And I think the, the if you like movies with um, kids at the fir- at the core of it, so shows like Stranger Things or uh, Lost Boys even, or things where there's a group, a camaraderie of friends, this is a great film for you. If you love Viggo Mortensen, you should see this performance. It's, I think, right after he did Prison. He's, yeah. he's fantastic in it. It's the movie that made me take note of him. If you like films where each scene looks like it could be a photograph you would hang on your wall, this is it. There's a there's a scene in this film where Seth Dove's sitting in a chair. He's getting a story told to him by Dolphin Blue, and he has the harpoon across his lap, and behind him is a set of jaws. And this town is set in just a giant golden wheat field somewhere. Right. None of this aquatic stuff should be there. And it, <laughs> there it is, it, and it's just gorgeous. I just think it's it's one of it's my favorite film because it has all the things that I really appreciate. And unfortunately, it's not as widely seen as I think it should be. I would have to agree with that. All right. So I think that's going to wrap this one up. Dirk, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online? Sure. So the website is vh-us.com. You can find all of our episodes there, as well as little paragraphs and original artwork. We have an artist who creates new art for each episode. Uh, We work in season. So eight episodes to a season. We're in season six right now. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at vhus underscore podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm Dirk Zaster. And then, uh, yeah, that's 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 all the places you can find me, I think. All right. And as always, you can follow the show at YNF Movie Pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram, available wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check back next week as I'll have a new guest with a new movie. And who knows, that may become your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you later. 